This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Matt Takimoto, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Eric Ede and Scott Grimes versus Benchwarmer Josh Bombeck and returning player and assistant coach on Patreon, David Feuder. Welcome back to the bench, David. Take a minute to tell us who you root for and what's going on in your life. Yeah, Matt, thanks. It's been uh, it's probably been almost probably a full year or so since I've played a full game. It's great to be back on the bench. I just got back from uh, South Bend this weekend. I'd never been to Notre Dame for a football game, so I saw my Pitt Panthers lose 58-7. to So assuming I don't literally have a stroke and die at some point in this podcast, this is going to be probably a highlight of my weekend compared to that football game. And uh, yeah, Notre Dame sucks. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, and Josh, how you doing? Doing okay. Uh, Gophers won this weekend. Vikings won, but it looks like Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles today. So it should be interesting to see what happens in this next week. And if they trade for somebody, which I don't want them to do, keep your draft capital. Either get, let Jaron Hall see if he's anything or sign someone like Carson Wentz. I don't know. We were, before recording, we were talking about RG3. We were talking about uh, Philip Rivers or one of his one of his children could probably play at this point. Yeah, his oldest probably graduated college by now. I'm just thinking like three three of the Rivers kids stacked up on top of each other in a trench coat. Oh. They could play quarterback. I mean, one of them has to have a pretty good arm, I would think. Stad had a cannon, so hopefully, otherwise they're just just a disappointment. Or is he going to continue to have more till he gets a quarterback? Is that what he's going for? Maybe, maybe that's what he's trying to do. None of them are living up yet. Uh, this one's another another tight end. Damn it! <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it should be interesting. But uh, sort of to go along with that is David's and my team name. Uh, we have a joint fan club of a particular football wide receiver david from most of his college years and me from his current rookie season uh, and our team name today is we are the jordan addison fan club for getting that usc year all right and the less you think about usc the better so i'm all in favor of that name eric and scott how are we this evening uh, Scott, I think Eric has the team name, so why don't you go first? As always, right? Uh, yeah, I just let him do whatever, so well, that'll be fun in like 60 seconds when he reveals it. I'm good. Nothing nothing really noteworthy going on here, so just uh, hanging out, enjoying the 75-degree weather that we're having in Southern California in late October, so hard to feel like fall when the weather doesn't... Uh, agree with you so doing fall, fall activities in in like 80 degree weather is just weird like apple picking and then going like to the beach is it's just weird it's a weird combination and i don't know how long it's going to take me to get used to it but i'm trying so but that's it i'm excited to be here and you know this might be my chance to get off the schneid we'll see it's been a while since i've had a win but uh you know eric and i have i'm sure i've lost before so we'll see what happens all right and eric how are we and what's your team name I'm good. Did you know there was uh, an official apple of the Buffalo Bills? No. I didn't know there was a thing until like two days ago. So I want, we have to find an apple sponsor. So we have a, we have to get a sausage sponsor. Now we need an apple sponsor. 
So I don't know how that works. I didn't know there was Apple companies and now it's a thing. So now my, my mind's been elsewhere all day. Anyway, um, so I found out when I asked you guys when this episode's airing. So I tried to keep it relevant for when we release and I was told it was right after Thanksgiving. So um, Scott and I's team name today will be uh, uh, enjoy your turkey sandwich. All right. So we've got Jordan Addison fan club forgetting that USC year versus enjoy your turkey sandwich. We've got some team names. Now let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. The game will consist of four quarters of play, each with different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. All right, today's first quarter will be David and Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of three pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, the teams will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 25 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. And it's an all-college football edition of David and Goliath, so strap in. Here we go. Question one, David. This is a Know Your Host special here. Name the Oregon Ducks quarterback who started the 2015 National Championship game versus Ohio State. Question one, Goliath. Name the Oregon Ducks quarterback who started the 2011 National Championship game versus Auburn. So that's the that's the the early part of the year. So 2015, or is that the season when it was played? So the 2015 National Championship. Okay, so the 2014 season, 2015 National Championship. Yes. The 2010 season, the 2011 championship. Correct. Got that's that's I for for my own clarification and for listeners, yes. just to help out with that. Matt, we're going we're gonna to check in. Okay. Enjoy your turkey sandwich has checked in. Jordan Addison fan club, except the USC year. Talk it out. So I don't know how much I'm supposed to allow to plug other trivia things that I watch, but this. Eh, go ahead. The Goliath thing just came up on the barstool. There's the thing called the dozen. I don't know if everybody watches that thing. It's like the barstool trivia game. It's the, I write. That's sort of what everybody thinks about barstool. I get it. We just think it's kind of fun to watch trivia and stuff. The Goliath question just came up and it was like, who started the national championship game? I cannot remember the guy's first name. I think the last name is Thomas. It's, I think it's a D it's either Devon Thomas or. If, if you're confident in the last name is Thomas, that's all we have to check in. Cause we agree that we agree that David is Mariota, right? Yes. Yes. Right. But I think it's Devon Duran because it's not Dennis Dixon. Cause when I remember when I saw this question, I was like, it's, it's going to be Dennis Dixon, and it wasn't because he used to play for the Steelers. Yeah, if you're feeling good with the last name Thomas. I feel good on Thomas. I don't know the first name. That's all we have to check in with. I do recall from last week this question being asked, and I think the last name was Thomas. Then check it in. Let's check it in, Goliath Thomas. And enjoy your turkey sandwich. What you got? Uh, uh, it's um, It's just... 
you know, whatever. I, there's nothing really else to say. Is it? I'm obsessed with college football. It's Darren Thomas. Darren. Both teams are getting points. Yes, on both parts. The David answer was Oregon's only Heisman Trophy winner, Marcus Mariota. And the Goliath is, for my money, the most underrated quarterback in Oregon football history, Darren Thomas. He started two seasons at Oregon. One of them ended with a national championship appearance, and the other one ended with a Rose Bowl win. That's pretty darn good as far as a record is concerned. Okay. Moving on to question two, David, name the Big Ten school with the most Heisman Trophy winners. Question two, Goliath, name the Ivy League school with the most Heisman Trophy winners. We'll check in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich has checked in. Jordan Addison fan club minus the USC year. Talk it out. Mr. Lux is going to be sad to know that you were eliminating Brown pretty quickly from uh Maybe incorrectly. I don't know. Uh, pro- probably not. I mean, those were the three that just sort of came to my mind. I was like, I'd be really surprised if it was one of those three. Yeah. And then I missed your Princeton, Penn, Harvard, Yale. I said Harvard and Yale seem a little too obvious, right? They're the, everybody sort of knows them in the Ivy. If you're making a Goliath question, my game theory here is you wouldn't pick Harvard or Yale, but maybe you would. I don't know. It'd be a total guess. That's why I threw out Princeton and Penn. Like I said, Princeton was dominant at like the beginning of college football, but I think that was a considerable number of years before the Heisman started being given out. Right, because Heisman wasn't given out till was it the thirties? Yeah, the thirties. Jay Burwanger, right? University of is that Chicago? I don't know where he went. I think it's University of Chicago. But so now you're talking about the answer here might be one, right? It might just be like it it could be one, maybe two. I can't imagine it's more than two. But I don't really have a good feel on that. We both agree that for the David, it, uh, we agree Ohio State. I'm sure Michigan's close to them, but I think Ohio State has it. It's got to be Ohio State. has to be. Yeah. Let's just go with Ohio State for David. All right. Yeah, let's check in with Ohio State, David. Check that in. Checking in Ohio State for the David. Enjoy your turkey sandwich. What you got? So I'm pretty sure... Two should be enough. I know Princeton has one Heisman Trophy winner, and I know Yale has two. So we said Yale for the Goliath. Okay. Our answers for the David, it was Ohio State with seven. Michigan is actually not all that close. They only have three to their name. Although this will be the last college football season that this question is uh, completely accurate because USC and their seven Heisman Trophies are joining Ohio State in the Big Ten next year. And the answer for the Goliath, the Ivy League school with the most Heisman Trophy winners, was Yale with two. Uh, Larry Kelly and Clint Frank were the second and third Heisman winners in 36 and 37, following the University of Chicago's Jay Berwanger. Uh, the only other high Ivy League Heisman was Princeton's Dick Kazmaier in 1951. And Matt, you did say USC will be joining with their seven, but there's a there's a there's a asterisk. On, on the seven, right? Right. right. There okay. is, there right. is, a, right. yes. A, okay. And, you know, a controversial seven. Or two of them or one of them? All, all of them. All of them. It's <laughs> yeah. USC. So all yeah. they cheated yeah. for, for all of them. Are you saying that they're even still cheating, even though that you can pay your players with NIL money? Listen, what happened yesterday? Yeah. If, if they're pay, if they were paying their players and cheating that badly, they wouldn't have given up 49 points to the California Golden Bears offense. So, I think they were paying the other team to make sure like it it was weird. It was a weird game. Wait, are you trying to claim that Cal 
is in on a a cheating scandal, Eric? Future ACC member. Pure as Ivory Snow. Future ACC member, Cal. (laughs) That makes sense. The Atlantic Coast Conference. That's right. Cal. The all the all California conference, <laughs> all coastal conference, all coasts. That's good. That, that works. Well, SMU's on the coast of the Gulf, right? In Texas, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I all know. coasts. There's a there's, there's a river. All the country, <laughs> all country conference, all country <laughs> conference, <laughs> all college conference. That's all of them. Yeah, any college conference. Question three, David. In 2019, he became the only player in SEC history to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. Question three, Goliath. In 2019, he became the only player in Pac-12 history to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. Matt, we'll check in again. Enjoy your turkey sandwich has checked in. Jordan Addison fan club, screw USC. You can talk it out. Josh, let's think just a second here, because now maybe I'm worried that I got myself into a rabbit hole and I might not even be at the right school. So that's my, now I'm starting to think, is it possible I'm not even in the right school? I just assumed it'd be Washington State with Mike Leach. That, that would make sense. And they're just throwing for a billion yards. Right. I know Minshew was there, but I think... Minshew got there. drafted in 2019, so... So that can't be the right year then, right? Right. He So it would have been whoever followed him. If it if it is Wazoo, right. it would be whoever followed him the next year. And it seems like Matt hates USC. I doubt he put a USC player there. I don't think USC was thrown for that many yards. That would have been pre-Lincoln Riley. I think it's going to be Washington State. I bet it's the kid who followed Minshew, and I just don't know the name. Neither do I. Let's just lock in Joe Burrow. Let's go for it. All right. We'll check in with uh, Joe Burrow for the David, Matt. Okay. And enjoy your turkey sandwich. What'd you come up with? Uh, yeah, this – this it's not it's not fair, Matt. You you wrote a college football round, and I, I'm loving every second of it. Um, and Scott – said in our chat that he has a stupid face on Madden. He does. And that's 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 correct. Um and, and in real life actually. Um but this is a uh, Washington State legend Anthony Gordon. Both teams are getting their points. Yes. The David is one Joseph Lee Burrow and the Goliath is David you had everything right but the name did follow Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, by the way, second in Pac-12 history in yards for that 2018 season at 4,779. Uh, but at 5,579 yards, Washington State legend Anthony Gordon is the Goliath. Nice work. All right. We have reached the end of the first quarter. And Enjoy Your Turkey Sandwich is currently pitching a perfect game with 150 points. And the Jordan Addison Fan Club, forget that USC year, has 100. We're throwing a no-hitter. You are. Not a perfect game, but a no-hitter. No, not a perfect game. You've walked like eight batters. That's right. Sh- <laughs> no, we only walked two. There's <laughs> only right. been two walks. Come on. They, they call that the Edwin Jackson. Ooh. The 6-7 the, <laughs> the walk no-hitter. We wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmers tp. Thanks. 
That brings us to today's second quarter, which will be Curriculum Vitae. Curriculum Vitae. In this round, the hosts will list the teams and years for which a player spent time and may also give a few fun facts about each player. Each question is worth 20 points. And this will be a special edition of Curriculum Vitae. I know Dan only introduced this a month or two ago, but I'm already changing it, and he has choked on his turkey sandwich, so he can't do anything about it. Uh, This is going to be a travel edition of Curriculum Vitae. I'm going to give you an NBA player's trade history, the date of the trade, the teams that he was traded to and from, and the other players involved. And you've got to tell me the player that this trade history belongs to. I'm sorry, David. It looks like uh, this so far, this game is really leaning heavily to the Scott and Eric team. I feel like I can take this quarter off. I love this. This (laughs) All right. I'll I'll try to do my best. I think we take you up on that, Eric. You take the quarter off. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Question number one Whose trade history is this? June 22nd, 1987, traded by the Seattle Supersonics with a 1989 first-round pick to the Chicago Bulls for Olden Polonese, a 1988 second-round pick, and a 1989 first-round pick. January 22nd, 1999, traded by the Chicago Bulls to the Houston Rockets for Roy Rogers and a 2000 second-round pick. October 2nd, 1999, Traded by the Houston Rockets to the Portland Trailblazers for Stacey Augman, Kelvin Cato, Ed Gray, Carlos Rogers, Brian Shaw, and Walt Williams. I would just like to say there's this there's the greatest question that's ever been asked in the history of this podcast, just because I got to hear Olden Polynese and Brian Shaw and like all these Kelvin random Cato. Oh my god, love it. Let's go. Yeah, we're 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 I think it seems like both teams are, but we're checked in. Okay, enjoy your turkey sandwiches checked in. Jordan Addison fan club also seems to be checked in, but you can talk it out and give us some flavor if you want. Josh, I think unless this is like Craig Hodges or BJ Armstrong, I'm pretty sure this is uh, Scotty Pippen. I can't think of any. I mean, I know he was drafted by the Supersonics. I don't know who he was traded for. I know he played for the Rockets. And I think he finished his career with the Blazers. So let's go. Okay, and enjoy your turkey sandwich. I wish this was like an individualized, like flop turn river. Like you gave the first trade and then we could check in and, you know, for more points. But uh, all you had to say was June 22nd, 87 traded by the Sonics. I mean, yeah, it's Scotty Pippen. Both teams getting points. The correct answer is Scotty Pippen. Question number two in curriculum vitae. February 22nd, 2001. Traded by the Atlanta Hawks with Rashawn McLeod to the Philadelphia 76ers. For Tony Kukoc, Nazi Muhammad, Theo Ratliff, and Pepe Sanchez. August 6th, 2002, traded by the Philadelphia 76ers to the New Jersey Nets for Todd McCulloch and Keith Van Horn. That is a white boy combination for the ages. <laughs> August 5th, 2004, traded by the New York Knicks with Othella Harrington, Cesare Trebansky, and Frank Williams to the Chicago Bulls for Jamal Crawford and Jerome Williams. September 8th, 2004, traded by the Chicago Bulls to the Houston Rockets for Adrian Griffin, Eric Piatkowski, and Mike Wilkes. Checked in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich has checked in. Jordan Addison fan club. Parse it out. So, Matt, we're just getting 
this isn't a complete trade history, right? This is, these are just partial trades, I'm assuming. If it's like, I think it, I left him out if it was like traded for cash or traded for a player to be named later. Well, that's not true for basketball, but um, I believe these are the 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 main. I saw it goes from the Nets to the Knicks at some point between 02 and 04. But it was free agency. I'm, free agency. I'm assuming okay. there was a free agent signing. Okay. okay. This okay. is just trades. Okay. Oh, Hawks 76. So draft, I guess he would, well, you would think he's drafted by the Hawks then, right? Because there's no trade before it unless it's signed by. Maybe we shouldn't think that way. So early with the Hawks to the 76ers. Right. To the Nets. Then he went to the Knicks. Got traded to the Bulls. Then got traded to the Rockets. He got traded twice in a month before the season started. I think the key trade is going to be the first one. It's the only one that's in the middle of the year. Who would have gone to 70? Is that an Iverson team? I guess it would be, right? Which which one are we talking about? Two thousand one would be an Iverson team, right? For sure. Yes. Okay. Was that the year they made the finals against the the Lakers? Maybe. I don't think better to go on. So let's assume it was that team. Ty Lue. Ty Lue would be on that team. Iverson. It's not Iverson. Aaron McKee. I don't know that you're gonna write a question here, Aaron McKee. Ty Lue ever play in the Knicks? I don't think so. Well, I guess he wouldn't have played on the Knicks. He was there for a month of preseason games. Matt, does that mean there's no other players in the trade? If it's like, if it's like on the last one, it means it's just this one person for the three Rockets. Yes. Okay. Now I think Nazi Muhammad was on the team with on that finals team. So now maybe I'm just completely wrong. You have any guess, Josh? I don't, to be honest. Somebody going to trade three players just for Ty Lue? Let's see. I think I'm wrong. I'm sure. Well, so. And just because the first time this player was traded was a one, they could have been in the league for a while. Right. Right. And then like went to like left a team to go to Atlanta. And I just, those teams in that time frame, You gotta, you, you gotta think like either. I just sat down on my floor. Probably bad audio. <laughs> um, no, I'm really getting into this question. I'm sorry. This is taking. Uh, it's worth, you know, if, if I'm we're not, sorry. if we don't think we have anything. I'm just trying to think. I either got to really think about the Rockets in 04. Would that have been a McGrady team? Early 2000 Nets. Maybe go that way. It's not Vince Carter, right? No. This can't be Vince Carter. No. No. That would have been like right before the finals Nets teams, right? So it would have been like, this can't be Chauncey Phillips. It can't be. I don't know, Josh. Honestly, I don't know. I don't either. Let's let's just. Check him with good old Ty Lue. Sure. Yeah. That's a wrong answer. We'll check in with Ty Lue. All right. Jordan Addison Fan Club checking in with Ty Lue. Enjoy your turkey sandwich or just Scott. What you got? Yeah, Sixers got him because they were like, we need somebody to try to combat Shaq in the finals. Nets got him because they were like, we just got beasted on by Shaq in the finals. And now we got to play San Antonio. Like They ended up playing San Antonio in the finals and needed a center to go against Duncan and Robinson. And then I think he got traded to the Rockets in Fork. I think Gal got hurt. And they picked him up. Uh, no, no, no. This is Dikembe Mutombo. One team is getting points. It is Dikembe Mutombo. We're nowhere near that. Yeah, not in the, not included in there because there were no trades. Was him starting his career in Denver and then signing with that would have been afterwards. more that would have been more helpful. That, that, right, yeah. right. That would have made it a much easier question. I, I I had a hard time with those teams. I wasn't. Yeah, so he does fit that bill of didn't start near 
2001 yeah. with Atlanta. He was somewhere else, then went there. Ugh. Was he on the Sixers finals team? I guess he was then, right? Yes. 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 yes that was a midseason trade that both. I don't rem- think of that team. I don't remember him being on that team, but I don't know that, if I was that paying was that it. close of attention. Yeah, obviously he wasn't there very long. So Right. Okay. Moving on to question three. Whose trade history is this? February 24th, 2005, traded by the New Orleans Hornets to the Golden State Warriors for Speedy Claxton and Dale Davis. February 24th, 2011, traded by the Los Angeles Clippers with a 2011 first round draft pick to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Jamario Moon and Mo Williams. All right, we'll check in. The Jordan Addison fan club minus the USC year has checked in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich. I think for the first time tonight, you get to talk it out. I think you're right, though. With I, I, I think that, 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 yeah, that, that Cleveland trade. I want to say it was it was Moon and 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 Mo. Yeah, that's not. I, and I, I'm, I remember the, the Hornets trade because I remember thinking they should have got a lot more. Yeah, than, than and but class. in my head, in my head, he was traded a lot more than that. But I guess maybe well, because he was on so many teams. Right? <laughs> like, oh. I think he was just like contract buyout guy, right? Towards the end. Oh, like, that, like the that, Knicks picked him up, right? Don't and, don't don't bring that up because it pisses me off about the NBA. It's just like, oh, we're yeah. traded, and then he's bought out, and he just signs with. Well, anyway, and then he can just go wherever he wants. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, that makes sense. We're gonna check in with Baron Davis and Jordan Addison fan club. What did you check in with? Yeah, so I mentioned. Um, my NBA knowledge from like the mid two thousands is all based around NBA live and the EA sports games. And I do remember Baron Davis for sure being a Hornet and for sure being a warrior for sure being a Clipper. And then I just sort of said to Josh, I think he went to the Cavs late in his career, but for sure the Hornets and the Warriors. And then that's when the Warriors sort of had that, those, that one, who did they beat the Mavericks? It was like a huge upset. I think right. And Baron Davis was on that team. So yeah, we checked in with Baron Davis. Both teams receiving points. This is the trade history of Baron Davis. And yeah, these are the only two trades in his career, strangely enough, even though it feels like he was everywhere. And they both happened to occur on February 24th, which I thought was also funny. Uh, Another fun fact after this, the 2011 first round pick that was in that trade ended up being Kyrie Irving. That brings us to the final question in curriculum vitae for tonight. Question four, June 8th, 2007. Traded by the Portland Trailblazers with Dan Dickow and Fred Jones to the New York Knicks for Steve Francis and Channing Frye. November 21st, 2008, traded by the New York Knicks with Marty Collins to the Los Angeles Clippers for Katino Mobley and Tim Thomas. February 7th, 2019, traded by the Sacramento Kings with Justin Jackson to the Dallas Mavericks for Harrison Barnes. We're going to check in, Matt. Enjoy your turkey sandwich has checked in. Jordan Addison fan club, no USC. Talk it out. By the Kings with Justin Jackson to the Mavs for Harrison Barnes. And this is not. And this has got to be an older player. By then he's 12 years into the league. At least. At least. At least. Right. I have names in my head. They're all wrong. Like they're all wrong. I'm just trying to think of like who would have played on. Like I thought about. It's not like Darius Miles. It's not him. I don't think. Right. That was a weird name that popped into my head. But I feel like, didn't he play on the Cavs for a long time? He would have been out of the league by then, right? I was going to say, did he play with the Mavericks in 2019? I don't know. I think I feel like he was on the Blazers, and I felt like he was on the Clippers. I feel like the getting Katino Mobley and Tim Thomas in 2008, it's probably a pretty big name because Marty Collins is not a big name. 
So the Knicks are giving up something in that trade. I'm trying to figure out who to bend. Did Zach Randolph end up with the Mavs in 2019? He was definitely on the Kings. Because he's on the Blazers. He was on the Knicks. Well, but then wasn't he with the Grizzlies for like forever? But they didn't they the the decade of the 2010s is sort of left out. But once of again, he could have he probably signed there as a free agent. Right. Because this this doesn't have any free agent signings. This is only his trades. Well, Zach Randolph a, for sure was drafted by the Blazers, right? For sure. And he was traded to the Knicks. And what's funny is in that trade, the other piece probably is a forward because you're giving up Dicow, Dan Dickow and Fred Jones are guards, right? And you're giving up Steve Francis and Channing Fry. So you're probably sending getting a forward back. Right. Like I just he he fits those couple of teams and I, that time frame feels about right. Okay, because I, I just two thousand eight would have been around the time Blake would have gone to the Clippers, right, as a draft pick. But they might have had Zach Randolph there too. That same sounds familiar. In two thousand and nineteen would have been his last trade. He was in the league a long time. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. I like it. I like I. I like I said only from it the fits Blazers enough to of the, the it fits enough that if it's wrong it's a much better guess than I had on the 76ers question so all right well we're gonna check in with uh, Zach Randolph and enjoy your turkey sandwich what you have yeah Eric sent over the name and I was just getting there because I knew it was a big guy because the June the June 07 is a like a draft day trade because they just drafted Greg Oden and we're like and they have a Marcus Aldridge and they were like we don't need slow Zach Randolph anymore so I remember that was the reasoning for that trade. So, yeah, we also checked in with Zach Randolph. Both teams getting points. This is Zach Randolph. Yeah, the the Knicks to the Clippers trade was kind of a tough one because he only spent the rest of that season in L.A. and then signed with Memphis after that season. Yeah. Good job, Josh. Yeah, I didn't I I didn't have the him going to the Clippers. But like I said, it was the time frame with the Blazers and Knicks that was – that was what finally jumped in my head. So it's it, it's just hard with these because a lot of these guys never end up playing with the team that they get traded to. Like cause Eric's, like did he play? Like he never played for the Mavs, right? And it's like I don't think so, right? Because they just get like they get traded to balance contracts and then they just get bought out and they never. So you, you're like I can't picture him in a Mavs jersey. You're like well you wouldn't, <laughs> right? Because I was to say Steve Francis didn't actually play with the Blazers, no. did he? I didn't think so. So that was either he got turned again or got released or whatever bought yeah. out yep weird that, at first i was getting caught on that i'm like he went to the blazers and I was the like, guy that I didn't want to go to vancouver was fine going to portland yeah i don't think so <laughs> right and i was like wait i don't care about him he's not an important real important part of this question <laughs> <laughs> it's all just little little landmines to send your brain in the wrong thanks way. thanks just what i need is a bunch of landmines right all right after the second quarter we have scores of the Jordan Addison Fan Club, Sans USC, with 175, and Enjoy Your Turkey Sandwich with 250. My favorite round ever, Matt. Thank you. All right, so I want to know when went. So you get you had a round for Eric, you had a round for Scott. So when do our rounds start? Let's see what happens. This brings us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be three entertainment questions. Each question is worth 25 points. And this halftime is is what I'm calling the reverse Lux. So David has been using this gimmick where he asks two sports questions and in the middle of the two is a TV show. I'm going to do the opposite of that. 
for this halftime, there's going to be two entertainment or pop culture questions. And in the middle of that will be an athlete. An example of this would be uh, he played Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad and his Batman suit had nipples on it. Correct answer would be Aaron Paul George Clooney. We get how that works. Yep. Yes. Yes, because we take the two and squish them, and the right. then the squish comes together. There's, there's no that, athlete. There's there no doesn't athlete have to be a clue. flow between right. those. Just the two squish. Got it. Gives you yeah, the. It's, it's, it's not a pre and post game. It's a squish. There you go. It's a squish. All right. It's a squish. Okay. Question one: Mercurial singer and songwriter for the Beach Boys, who had a song written about him by Bare Naked Ladies, and the character on Friends portrayed by the late great Matthew Perry. Uh, we can check in. Jordan Addison Fad Club has checked in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich. The floor is yours. I'm not sure I get it. Right. So, <laughs> so the singer is like Brian Wilson, right? Yeah. Obviously Chandler Bing. So I think the the athlete is Wilson Chandler. Nuggets ah. legend. Wilson Chandler. You good with that? Yeah, I still get it. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we're, we're gonna check in with Wilson Chandler. All right, and Jordan Addison Fan Club. What you got? I had this right away. Um, I mean, it's not super. The second half is pretty, pretty easy, especially if you've been paying attention lately, which lately, I mean, in the last 24 hours. But uh, yeah, uh, this song, excellent song by the Bare Naked Ladies, by the way, just excellent. Uh, It is Brian Wilson, and it's not Miss Chandler Bong, but (laughs) Chandler Bing. So yes, we are also checking in with Brian Wilson, Chandler Bing. And both teams getting points. Yes, it is Brian Wilson, Chandler Bing. I threw this question in here today. Just, you know, RIP Matthew Perry. Matt, just, just so we're clear for the answer, do you just want the athlete or do you want the whole, like, um, how Josh said it? I'll take, I'll take the whole thing, actually. Okay. You get, you guys talked out both parts, so, you know, you had it. But, um, yeah, I'll take the Was my answer the actual way you wanted the answer? Yeah, that was the actual Right, that's why I wanted, I wanted to ask that. because, yeah. Got it. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and just once again – Matt did point this out, but he wrote this question today, the day after the passing of Correct. Matthew Perry. So he is not Correct. at fault. I am not responsible for the death of I just, Matthew Perry. I just want to be seems- clear on that because we have a history. There's a, there's a precedent. If you ask a question about Ernest Borgnine, I'm going to be furious with you. Oof. I do not have a question about Ernest Borgnine. Good, not, he's today, not today, sure. not ever. Pretty sure. <laughs> Yes, it's been dead. Question Stop two. talking about him though, because it doesn't have to be a question. <laughs> Will he come back to life? It's, it's, hey, it's, does he come at, at time of recording? It's almost Halloween. He might come. Yes, back. he's he's actually outside. <laughs> question two: Actor whose credits include My Dinner with Andre, The Princess Bride, and the Toy Story franchise, and musician who set a record in the summer of 2023 with her 13th number one hit on the Billboard Pop Radio charts. Oh, we can check in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich. Has checked in. Jordan Addison fan club. No USC. Talk it up. Uh, can I think of this? What is his name? Who's an athlete with the last name Taylor? Let's, we can start doing that too. Um, why am I not thinking? I mean, I've seen the Princess Bride. It, it, Andre uh, the Giant Taylor Swift. No, 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 no. He wants to be no. called that from now um, on. She does. <laughs> who played Vizzini? The, the oh, short oh, actor. Oh. Um, Wall, oh. Wallace. Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn Taylor yes. Swift. Wallace Shawn. 
good, good. Thank you for that. That yes. was the I like. It's not yes. Mandy Patinkin. It's not. No, I, I was Harry like, who's, Elway, who's, those who's don't Patinkin work. Patinkin Smith. All right, no, yeah, right. So yeah, I, I couldn't. Yes. there we go. Wallace Shawn. So yes. we'll check in with Wallace Shawn Taylor Swift, and enjoy your turkey sandwich. So. Um, my dyslexia kind of kicked into hard drive on this question because um, you said my dinner with Andre. So I immediately thought Andre the Giants. So I'm like, but he wasn't in any of that stuff. Um, and then like, oh, the Princess Bride, Andre the Giants in that too. And then there's Billy Crystal. But I'm like, Billy Crystal was never in Toy Story. So I, I was everywhere <laughs> except where I needed to be. And it, then Scott said Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh, it's Wallace Shawn. So it's a Wallace Shawn Taylor Swift. Both teams getting points. It is Wallace, Sean, Taylor Swift. Question three of halftime. Actress whose breakout role had her being an extremely attractive person alongside Dudley Moore in a 1979 film and New York rapper with the government name Belcalis Marlinus Almanzar. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. That makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. We're checked in. Enjoy your turkey sandwiches checked in. Jordan Addison fan club. It's all yours. No, <laughs> there we go. It it was just throwing me off because obviously it's not using the whole part of the one name. So Matt was getting tricky with the third and final one. So yes, yeah, so we agree. Bo Derek, right? Yeah. And then Cardi B. So we have Derek Carr in there, just not the full. Oh, I, okay. I didn't get it until you just said it. Now I was. That's right. Because I was like, I was like, wait. I was trying to think of Derek's, and then. Yeah, so he that is closer to a pre and post game. That's less of a smush, right? It's a partial. You, you got to just smush part of that. Yeah. first name. Yeah. So yeah, we'll check in with Bo Derek Cardi B, and enjoy your turkey sandwich. What'd you have? Yeah, same thing. It it took a minute, but then it was right there in front of me. Bo Derek Cardi B. Both teams getting points. The correct answer is Bo Derek Cardi B. Yeah, I did get a little bit tricky on that one, but you handled it nicely. Oh, all right. So that that yeah. felt like mine, Matt, but it didn't help because it was also theirs. So, oh, is that round well, over? You, I, we could do a hundred more of those. Those are fun. <laughs> do more of those. All right. After halftime, the deficit is the same, but the scores have changed. Jordan Addison Fan Club, you've got two fifty, and enjoy your turkey sandwich. You have three twenty-five. Now it's time for the second half. Today's third quarter will be Lucky 7. Lucky 7. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing seven items. The team that is trailing coming into the quarter will choose the first list and attempt to identify the items on this list one at a time. If the team has an incorrect guess, the other team can attempt to finish that list out. The team leading at the beginning of the quarter will select the second list, and whichever team is trailing after the first two lists will get the third list. Each item is worth 10 points. And here are your three lists for Lucky 7. Jordan Addison Fan Club, you will get the first list. It's all baseball, and it's all defensive baseball. Here are your three lists. The seven pitchers with six or more gold gloves the seven third basemen with six or more gold gloves and the seven outfielders with nine or more gold gloves. I think I like, 
outfield the most. Yeah, whatever you like. Can you okay. get to three or four, you think, cold on some of these? I think that's the one I can come up with the right. most. Right. You know, I don't want to give away too much other information. Sure, so. yeah, yeah. All right, so Jordan Addison Fan Club, you're taking the seven outfielders with nine or more gold gloves. So you've got some time to work on it and enjoy your turkey sandwich. You can strategize. All right, we're ready to check in. All right, Jordan Addison Fan Club is checking in with the seven outfielders with nine or more gold gloves. So why don't you rattle them off one at a time? Okay, uh, we're going to start with Willie Mays. Willie Mays has 12 gold gloves. And let's go with Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. has 10 gold gloves. Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente also with 12, tied with Mays for the top. Go yours. Oh, go with mine? Go yo yours. All right. Tory Hunter. He's got nine. Tory Hunter does have nine. Correct. I I know that one. That that one, I knew the exact amount. Um, And I knew the other guys were more. So... Your guy or the last of my initial bunch? I think they're both there. So okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, All right, so. uh, we're gonna go with uh, Andrew Jones. Andrew Jones has ten gold gloves. Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro has ten gold gloves. So there's six. And this is where we we had thrown around the idea of bonds. I'm almost certain he'll, he has eight. Probably. Do you want to talk here? Can't they steal? They're not going to go with Bonds, but you're right. Anyway, uh, so we're not going that one. We're going to go with Jim Edmonds is our last. Jim Edmonds has eight oh. gold gloves. That's a so great guess. Is, there is, that is a great guess. Uh, there is one name left with right, David, nine or more, uh, and enjoy Ooh. your turkey sandwich. Oh. If you want to take a stab at it, it's all yours. There's no reason not to. <laughs> Oh man! Right. So we need nine. That was a good guess, yeah, though. Nine. Yes. Nine. Nine, nine or more. Gloves. It was. He's nine or more. One, he was one shy. Oh. Jim Evans was a great guess. I thought. I thought you had it. I say Mookie Betts. He's not at. He's probably at. I don't think he'd be at nine. Six ish. Yeah, I don't think he'd be at nine yet. Uh, well, somebody like Mike Cameron. Not I'll enough. Nine. Yeah, I would say it. I'm just gonna start throwing names. Yeah, you tell me. it's a great name. Yeah. Nine seems like a lot for for Mike Cameron. Um, Larry Walker, maybe. I don't. I don't hate Larry Walker as a guess. Somebody older like Dale Murphy. Could yeah, it could be someone like that. I think it's going to be older, and I I don't think. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. How many Dave Winfield have? Like Stan Musial, <laughs> like Frank Robinson, something like that. Like, yeah, I don't know anything about him as a fielder, so I, I, I don't either. Know if he was. A good fielder. I was, I, it's, I was just thinking of a name, like, because yeah. I feel like a lot of the stuff now might not be. I think I like Dale Murphy better than Frank Robinson. All right. Let's go with it. Dale Murphy has five gold gloves. Uh, the You mentioned a lot of the other, like, close but not quite. Larry Walker's got seven. Dave Winfield has seven. Mookie Betts has six. Um, I forget who else you mentioned. Mike Cameron only has three. I'm surprised. Ooh. I would have thought he had more. The you did. It is an older guy. You did have to go very old because the seventh name with ten gold gloves is Al Kaline. Mm. Well, I, I guess I don't picture him as this 
defensive, yeah. you know, stall. Yeah, the, the other guys with eight um, besides Jim Edmonds were Gary Maddox, Alex Gordon, Dwight Evans, Andre Dawson, Barry Bonds, and Paul Blair. That rounds out the eight gold glovers. Okay, so Jordan Addison Fan Club, you got six out of seven for 60 points on that one. The second list goes to Enjoy Your Turkey Sandwich. Would you like the third baseman or the pitchers? You want to go hot corner? Yeah, I think that that should be an easier one to do. Okay, so Enjoy Your Turkey Sandwich. You're taking the third baseman. Jordan Addison Fan Club, you can strategize for some rebounds. I think you... Almost certainly will be getting the last list, though, if you want to keep thinking about that. All right. All right. We'll check in. All right. Enjoy your turkey sandwiches. Checked in with seven third basemen with six or more gold gloves. What you got? We'll just start with the order we put in the first list. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So we're, we're going to go with uh, Robinson. Brooks Robinson has 16 gold gloves. Arenado. Nolan Arenado has 10. Chavez. Eric Chavez has six gold gloves. Michael Schmidt. Mike Schmidt has 10 gold gloves. Uh, One punching bag, Robin Ventura. Robin Ventura has six gold gloves. And uh, Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland has eight gold gloves. We're good with that last one then, Scott. Let's do it. Our last one. Shot in the dark. Buddy Bell. Buddy Bell has six gold gloves. Wow. That was seven, Ooh. four, seven. Very well done. That means Jordan Addison fan club. The last list, the seven pitchers with six or more gold gloves is all yours to start with. All right, Matt, we will uh, check in. All right. Checking in with the top seven pitchers in career gold gloves, all of whom have six or more. Uh, give them to me when you're ready. All right, let's go Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox has 18 gold gloves, which is more than six. Let's go Cott. Uh, Jim Cott has 16 gold gloves. Let's go Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson has nine gold gloves, third on the list. Let's go Musina. Mike Musina has seven gold gloves. Let's go Grinky. Zach Grinky has six gold gloves. And I think Langston. Mark Langston has seven gold gloves. Nice. And this is the one Palmer. Jim Palmer has four mm. gold gloves. Mm. So there is one name in the top seven. Uh, the six they gave Greg Maddox, Jim Cott, Bob Gibson, Mark Langston, Mike Mucina, Zach Grenke. Enjoy your turkey sandwich. You've got one shot. How, how do you know they didn't mean Dean Palmer, who did not come up during our third base? <laughs> Arnold discussion. Palmer. <laughs> We're going to go with Bobby Shantz. 1952 MVP Bobby Shantz has eight gold gloves. That is a deep cut and a well-earned one. Nice work. All right. After the third quarter, we have the following scores. Jordan Addison Fan Club, minus that USC year, has 370. Enjoy Your Turkey Sandwich has 405. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. 
categories for the fourth quarter are as follows. Question one, rivalry trophies. Question two, track and field. Question three, games. Question four, extreme sports. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks! Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in the fourth quarter in the category of rivalry trophies. The Crab Bowl trophy is the official prize of the rivalry between what two FBS teams? The two teams have played 21 times, but the trophy was commissioned before the 2010 meeting. The teams have not played since. Matt, we're going to check in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich has checked in. Jordan Addison fan club. The floor is yours. Yeah, Josh, I'm pretty sure this is what is uh, the saying from Wedding Crashers, crab and football or whatever it was, but uh, crab cakes and football, that's what Maryland does. So I think it's the two division one teams I can think of from Maryland, University of Maryland and Navy. I don't remember them playing anytime recently. So that sort of makes sense. So let's go Maryland and Navy. For how many points? One hundo. And enjoy your turkey sandwich. What did you have? So they they don't play that much anymore. Um, it's actually really interesting if you looked into it. It's because nobody wants to see it. Um, so it's Maryland and Navy. Both teams getting points. The correct answer is Maryland and Navy. Uh, Navy has not beaten Maryland in football since 1965, though there have only been two games between the two teams since 1965. So is it even a rivalry if they're playing that sparingly? Who's to say? Oh, how many Hold points do they get? Didn't they have to? I don't oh, think yeah. they have so many points. They didn't say how many points. Sorry. Yeah. Um, everybody knows that I always wager 84 points on every question, so we wagered 84 points. <laughs> See, that's why you can't assume the 100 because... Oh, Thank you. Let's do a score update just to be safe. Jordan Addison Fan Club has 470. Enjoy Your Turkey Sandwich has 489. <laughs> Moving on to question two in the category of track and field. At time of recording, there are five athletes, all of them runners, who hold outdoor track and field world records at multiple distances. Please name three. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll check in. Jordan Addison Fan Club has checked in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich. It's yours to talk out. So, I mean, Flojo, I'm pretty sure Usain Bolt and Flojo, Florence Griffin Joyner, right? Sure. So, yeah. I was a pain in the butt, and I've asked some clarification questions. Um, because I, I thought there was a dude from Sweden that that owns a couple, but I guess it's all the same. Maybe it's just different pole vaulting records. Anyway, maybe that's why it doesn't count. And then I asked also about somebody that was a walker because there's I know there's an Italian guy that like dominates or dominated, um, walking, because uh, that's hmm. a thing now, um. But just recently, probably within the last month, uh, I know of a 
uh, I think she's from Kenya. Um, was it Faith Kipyegan? I want to say her last name is. Um, so I, I, for I just know she dominated the fifteen hundred. I think she might have another one, but I'm kind of on the same thing as 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 Josh on this, where I think she, I know she has one. Maybe hopefully she has another one because she was just that dominant. So we'll go with those three. Uh, um, I have to say that again. Was it Faith Kip Kip Yagen, um, Lojo, and Usain Bolt for eighty four points? Okay, and Jordan Addison fan club. What did you come up with? Oh, we had the same initial two, right? We had Usain Bolt and Florence Griffith Joyner. And uh, coming up with a third, not not great. I think, so there's, I think he's Norwegian. I think he, not too long ago, maybe it was the 2000? It's a, I think, I don't know if he pronounces it Jacob or not, but Jacob Ingebrigtsen. I don't know if he has two. I think he holds one. I don't know if he holds two, but that's the third name we came up with. So that's who we checked in with. Okay. And one team is getting points. So here are the five names that I've got. Um, yes. Usain Bolt has the 100 and 200 meter world records. Currently Florence Griffith Joyner has the women's 100 and 200 meter world records, which by the way, Amazing that she still holds both of those world records, considering how many fast women have been around the last 30 years or so. The two names that were not mentioned, um, Moroccan middle distance legend Hisham El Garouche owns the world record in the 1500 and the mile. Uh, And also Ugandan runner Joshua Cheptegei owns the 5,000 and 10,000 meter world records currently. Uh, But the last name on here is indeed... Uh, Kenyan runner Fifth, Faith Kipyegon owns the 1500 as well as the mile. Um, she also owned the 5,000 meter world record until just recently when um, Gudolf Segei broke it. I think at the pre, if I remember correctly, or maybe at the world championships. I can't remember which one. Um, Jacob Ingebrigtsen does own the the little run 2000 meter world record, but that is yeah. his only world record. And real quick. Wait for it. You get a triple this time. Who? 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 I haven't heard so, of any of those three other names. So Never once. Parliament of the House. Faith Kipiegon is ridiculous and is somebody worth checking out. And that, nope. now that now that Gudolf Segei broke her world record in the 5,000, I very much expect her to re-break it within uh, the next six for, months or so. For I, me I, to know, one, a female distance runner, um, there has to be something like it popped up. I want to say it was about a month ago where she just she dominated and it was it was insane. No, I have never heard of any of those other three. I'm, I'm with you, Josh. I, he said some guy's name and I was like, wait, what did he do? What like you said, Josh, Josh, I could only come up other? with one other name. And by the way, I don't know what little 1500 means. Or little two thousand. What is a little two thousand? Just the the. Like it's not thing? the two thousand meters is not a race that is like held very often. So it's it's oh, little, yeah. little 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 run with a, a hyphen. <laughs> I see. Not, not that, like that sounds no. like a big run to me. Two thousand right. meters. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ingebrigtsen did break Hisham El Garouche's record. So Hisham El Garouche did own three distance world records oh. until recently. Oh, well. got it, got it. Yeah. So I saw that name come by because it wasn't that long ago that he did it, right? 
Yeah, it was this summer, I believe. Yeah. So I saw that name come by, I think, on my Facebook feed of sports things. And that was, I unfortunately have not seen those other names. Nuts. All right. Moving on to question three in the category of games. What classic table game with its roots in a 16th century game called Irish and the 13th century game Todos Tablas is won by bearing off all 15 pieces from the game board? A tournament held in 2007 in the Bahamas was the first tournament of this game to have a $1 million prize pool. Matt, we're going to check in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich has checked in. Jordan Addison fan club. Talk it out. Right. So, Matt, we we first were trying to figure out what bearing off meant, and then we figured that meant sort of eliminating. And then we were trying to think of a classic table game where you try to take off pieces and I have not played this game very much, but I know there's a dice and I know you can sort of wager on it, but I think in backgammon, you take away pieces from the board. You, you do. I don't know how many you start with. I know that you start on like five on one column, maybe in four. And there's like, di- there's different, like the little checkers are sort of, yeah, on, I, I play, but it could be 15. I play that, sounds, on, that could be right. I play it on my, phone and 15 feels about right right so yeah i mean i think this is a i mean it wouldn't be like right i mean it's going to be like and it's going to be a classic it's going to be like a parcheesi uh something like that or a it's not cribbage it's not a card game so you're probably looking at it's not gonna be like dominoes or what's that one mahjong it's not like that let's go backgammon i'm good with backgammon yep so we'll check in with backgammon for 100 points. And enjoy your turkey sandwich. What did you have? Uh, I didn't have much. Um, I heard, I just saw bearing off. The only thing that came to mind hearing bearing off was uh, backgammon. I think that was a term I've heard used. So that's what we went with for 84 points. Both teams will be receiving their points. The correct answer is backgammon. Nicely deduced by both teams. And our final question of the game in the category of extreme sports. Rat Salt, Dennis Duramalar, and Biker Sherlock are the only three men with multiple Summer X Games gold medals in what extreme sport contested from 1997 to 2001. A related sport is held at the Winter Olympics. Matt, we're going to check in. Enjoy your turkey sandwich is checked in Jordan Addison fan club minus USC for the final time. Talk it out. I think you're right. Cause I think they eliminated it. Cause people were getting like hurt. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I remember that. Um, Although my sport sounds way more cool. I mean, I think there is some kind of a crazy. Do they, big... do they have them on like a giant, like ski jump hill on a skateboard? I mean, go. that seems what like <laughs> most of the skateboard things yeah, you but start have... on a crazy high thing. I don't think I just they want... like try to go for like distance. I just want one jump, like one big. Yeah, I don't. I don't for... think they do like one big jump to see how no. far they can go. I don't think so. But yeah, no. as soon as I got off, I don't know why I heard Winter X Games. I heard Winter, and I thought, oh, it's going to be a similar. And then I saw in the wording that it said Olympics. I was like, well, that's a whole different ball game. And I had to think about some actual sports. Sorry, X Games. Um, but yeah, Street Luge is the thing that comes to mind. And yeah, pretty dangerous. Not Probably not, not all so much on a fixed course, but you know, 
I've seen some of those videos of people street luging like down big mountain right. roads that have cars on them. Like, what are you people doing? So that's that would be my guess. Is and it sounds like a guy named uh, Rat Salt. I know it's not salt, but yeah, it sounds better. Rat Salt sounds like a street loser. Yeah, I mean biker. Biker Sherlock doesn't necessarily. That's that's very that's very misleading. <laughs> so should we go with that? We should. All right, we're gonna go with Street Luge for seventy. And enjoy your turkey sandwich. What did you come up with? Uh, I've I've heard the name Biker Sherlock before, and I couldn't put together why or where or what sport it was. Um, I knew it was one of the X game sports, but I couldn't think of it. And then I just overlooked the last part. I'm like, oh, it's the Winter Olympic thing too. So I'm like, if we went with Street Luge for 100 points. Both teams are receiving their points. The correct answer is Street Luge. And if you haven't watched, they they the clips of the, the X game Street Luge still do exist on very early grainy YouTube that looks like it was recorded on a potato, but they do exist and it is uh, crazy. It's just like on concrete, they're going very, very fast on very large hills, and I can understand why it was not sustainable. Well, our game has come to an end, and here are the scores. Jordan Addison Fan Club, forgetting that USC year, finishes with 540 points. But tonight's clipboard captain, who will be receiving the coveted Anthony Gordon Award, is Enjoy Your Turkey Sandwich with 757 points. Uh, David, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Uh, is there anything you would like to say uh, before we call it a night? No, Matt, thank you. Those were uh, great questions. I love coming on this podcast. If I get one question wrong, I lose. It's very hard, um, <laughs> but I will see you guys again soon. It was a great time. All right. On behalf of Eric and Scott and Josh and myself, we'd like to say thanks for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP.